Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the Muppet Christmas Carol. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware there might be spoilers. Enjoy. Did you hear what that was? I could hear what I think was farting noises to the tune of Jingle Bells. Is that correct? You would be correct. It's called Jingle Farts. If you basically the thing on Spotify, if you if you type in farts and then pretty much anything, um, someone will have done a version of the song where it's farts, and that's some jingle farts for Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I, the I artist is well. Festive. Just in case you didn't realise, it's called it's Jingle Farts brackets farting Jingle Bells. Just in case Jingle Farts doesn't get there, they had to put in farting <laughs> yeah. Jingle Bells. And the just to make sure called, you really know, the artist is called Funny Fart. I mean, the fart bit's accurate. And Jingle Farts is their most played song. <laughs> Understandably so. I mean, when you've got a classic like that. Where else are people going to turn for their fart-related Christmas content? Where else have you got to go? Your career is all downhill from there, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I wish I'd thought of the genius move of putting farts to the sound of Christmas songs. Yep. I first discovered this on Halloween a few years ago, actually, when my wife was making a Halloween playlist and I was looking for some songs to add to the playlist to troll her. And I can't remember how I came across it, but there's lots of playlists of spooky Halloween farts. And a lot of it is just like ghost <laughs> ghost noises and then fart sounds. Because because nothing says spooky like farts. Yep. Spooky farts. Spooky farts. So there you go. I'm soon to be the father of another child. And I like funny farts. <laughs> well, it's bodes well for, for the kids that will inevitably love funny farts. Is is your is your firstborn child a fan of of funny farts no he's not into farts and it's very it's very annoying because yeah you have to work harder to make him laugh he's he's quite sophisticated for his age <laughs> he's a Stuart lee man is he <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah he likes a long routine about vomiting into the- <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing makes him laugh more than than jokes about the members of top gear dying yeah <laughs> Um, no, what he finds funny is pouring lots of water on me during bath time when I'm still clothed. I mean, to be fair, that is always hilarious. Yeah, that was, he was like laughing his head off while he did that today. So there you go. <laughs> he Excellent. has a good sense of humour, actually. Excellent. Oh, that is brilliant. But there's there's so much wonderful Christmas content out there and so much terrible Christmas content as well. And, you know, we, I wish we could get through it all. But sometimes we have to talk about good Christmas content, don't we? We do. It might shock, might shock listeners. <laughs> we, we do <laughs> As sometimes. We just talked about. Well, I mean, the Princess Switch Three was good, right? In a way. Yeah, but sometimes you're right. We do have to debase ourselves by watching something that's actually enjoyable. Yeah, um, which is always a challenge. Let's be honest. Which you know hasn't happened since episode number twenty-five, the Bridges of Madison County. Of course. <laughs> of course, that was the only time we've ever watched anything good. Yeah, everything else we've watched has been terrible. Citizen Kane, whatever. Oh, no, we never watched Citizen Kane, did we? No, I hear it's... I mean, surely that fits into Christmas content. Citizen Candy Kane, and then there's a snow globe. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, and there's a sled, isn't there? There's a sled. Isn't yeah. it about sledding? It's a, Yeah, it's a, it's it's basically... It, it was remade as Cool Runnings, wasn't uh, it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically precursor to Cool Runnings. <laughs> oh, Citizen exactly. Kane, you have a bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly cool runnings is an excellent film we should talk about that sometime it truly it truly is fantastic isn't it yeah i also think bobsleighing looks really fun yeah so I've, I've never been bobsleighing no me neither it looks quite expensive what about street luge 
I've 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 never been street luging either. Is it is that something that you do in your spare time? Yeah, all the time. Every day I get up, get my luge out of the garage and roll down roll on down the street. It's it's yeah, it's how you get to work every day when you yeah. get to the office. Yeah. Even if I'm working from home, I still use the luge to get across the room. <laughs> Just luging, luging along at the bottom of the beautiful briny sea. <laughs> I still don't know if street luge is real or if it's something that was made up on The Simpsons. Like a lot of things. Like uh, like Christmas. Like Christmas. Street. I, I think street luge is a real thing, isn't it? It's where you basically lie down on a board and go downhill and try not to hit anything. And try not to die. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, in fact, I'm just Googling it now. And yes, street luge is a thing. All right. Very high speeds. So you can get up to 102 miles per hour, effectively lying down on a skateboard. That sounds extremely dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. But yeah, you will probably die. Yeah, that does not sound does not sound enjoyable. Not very festive, is it? It's not very, yeah, you'd get some snow in there. Get some, get some actual bobsledding, and um, and and you're on. But yeah, that just sounds far too radical for for absolutely bodacious. That sounds rad to the max. Yeah, exactly. That's too much for me. Too much for me. I get as far as that thing where they roll giant wheels of cheese down a hill in the UK. Cheese luge. (laughs) Cheese luge. Exactly. Um. So anyway, right. This week we're watching something good. We we watched um, Muppets. The Muppet Christmas Carol, or is it the Muppets Christmas Carol? No, it's the Muppet Christmas. The Muppet Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, one, but one of both of our favorite Christmas films. So you said it might even be your favorite Christmas film. I think it is my favorite Christmas film. I adore this movie so much. Um, so yeah, it's it's top of the list for me. It's it's tough to choose one, but I you know I would not be I I couldn't I don't know what my favorite Christmas film is off the top of my head, but if I had to choose, then I would definitely lean towards this one, and I would not feel bad about making that choice. What else is up there for you then, in terms of? Uh, in terms uh, of... I don't know. I'd ha- I'd have to go away and think about it. The Muppet Christmas Carol is probably the only essential watch, really. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life is also very very good. Um, and we talked about that. I think the first ever round of Christmas episodes we did, didn't we? Yes, yeah, uh, truly fantastic. And then there's a Christmas Prince, of course. <laughs> of course, the greatest of them all. Um, yeah, so, but this yeah. one, or this, it's either this or maybe Home Alone or Home Alone Two. Probably Home Alone Two. But we're gonna we're gonna get to those next week, aren't we? Um, but yeah, those are kind of essential viewing in our house. But yeah, The Muppet Christmas Carol is one from childhood. And obviously the nostalgia is a big factor. But, you know, Christmas is the time of sort of mega nostalgia, isn't it? Yeah, this is um, this is the, the time of year more than anything else where you you sit down and you, you watch things that made you happy when you were younger. Um, you know, and, and it's such an evocative time of year for a lot of us where you really do get that sense of, oh, yeah, it's time to watch this again. It's time to listen to this again. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine a Christmas without the Muppets. No, and that's not necessarily always Christmas-themed content, is it? It might have just been that there was some stuff that the BBC or ITV or whoever had rights to when you were a kid, and I'm sure that extends to um, other countries as well, where the local TV station, if you were growing up without um, the choice of the internet like we were, they would always kind of have the rights to the same stuff at Christmas, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, you've got those um, those iconic Christmas movies like The Great Escape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, always, that always turn up, and I seem to remember the. The Bridge on the River Kwai as well, another war movie that always seemed to <laughs> yeah. be on at Christmas time. Yeah, and there was there was always the Brave Little Toaster, which was. Did you ever see that? No, I've never seen it. I've heard you talk about that before. I've, I've banged on about this before, yeah. But for some reason, it always seemed to be on at Christmas, and it's it's a really sort of forgotten Disney TV film that I absolutely adore and had amazing songs. And yeah, it was always on at Christmas. It would be sort of early on in the Christmas holidays, a couple of days in where you're just at home and you haven't really got much to do, and that comes on at about 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, perfect. Then you've all got all of the 
the centrist dad Harry Potter movies that often seem to be on at Christmas time as well, don't you, these days? Yeah, on ITV, yeah. Um, which I guess is, that's going to be future generations. Yeah, I think the the generation underneath us have that, actually, because it seems like that's actually been a thing for a while. I've seen memes about that. It's, uh, yeah, Christmas time. One thing that we do, and I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a, um, uh, a thing that other people do but in that in that period between christmas and new year we always watch the lord of the rings trilogy oh right um, yeah yeah it just seems like when you're in that nebulous time where no nothing seems to happen and you can't tell what day it is it feels like going on an epic journey like that feels very good so yeah yeah for sure that. do you do it over three days one, no, one no, each no. Day. Back to back for as long as we can stomach it. It sometimes reaches the point where we're like halfway through, um, halfway through uh, the two towers when we're like, okay, maybe that's enough Lord of the Rings for today, and then you know the spiders the coming up. Yeah, the spiders coming. You got you got some more potato content, most important content in the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Have you, are these the special edition ones as well? So they're really long. So I, I do have the special edition ones on DVD, yes. So you can watch about 15 hours of Lord of the Rings, it feels like. Adam and I did them all in one day once. Did you come out of that believing you were a hobbit? Yes, I did. Oh, no, I think I was Gandalf and he was a hobbit. Ah, I see. I, see. I got to be Gandalf for some reason. But yeah, we did go slightly mad, and but it was also amazing. We were 19, 20, I think, at the time. Or maybe even only about 18, I can't remember. It was a good time. Anyway, it was a really good time. Who is your favourite Lord of the Rings character? Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. I like Saruman, Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. He's always good. He's proper ominous, isn't he? He's exceptional in that role. Um, yeah. He is, he is fantastic. Or maybe who's your least favourite Lord of the Rings character might be a better question. Uh... Probably Sauron. He doesn't even say anything. He's a dick. He just <laughs> sits there in his big old eye tower looking around, causing all this misery. He's a knob. I hate him. I I I have no time for Faramir. The, the, oh yeah, you don't even remember him, the, do you? The loser Boring. Faramir, so desperate to appease his dad. Um, he, yeah, he's the virgin Faramir versus the Chad versus the Chad Boromir. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got the virgin Faramir just wants to please his dad, doesn't even die. Boromir goes off on a big adventure, dies. What what more can you want? No, Faramir, Faramir has 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 nothing going on. And then of course there's the greatest travesty that that Eowyn ends up marrying Faramir in the extended um universe and you're oh, like yeah. why? <laughs> <laughs> like going going from going from Aragorn to Faramir is just I mean that's a downgrade isn't it Definitely yeah Aragorn also a chad also a chad perhaps the the ultimate chad of the Lord of the Rings movies apart from maybe Samwise Yeah and Tom Bombadil of course Oh yeah he's he's the ultimate <laughs> yeah, chad the ultimate chad <laughs> the virgin Sauron versus the chad Tom Bombadil um anyway none of this has been to do... such a long time since i've seen it or read it I you need should to, need you, a refresh. you should you should um watch them again of course we've got the the tv series coming at some yeah. point um which will hopefully be be good um but this has nothing to do with the muppet christmas carol apart from the fact that no. it's an adaptation of an excellent book um, so take me back to childhood rob when do you do you have a memory of the first time you saw it or is it kind of already on your consciousness from before you can even remember. It is on my consciousness from before I can remember. The, the Muppet Christmas Carol is ingrained into my very being. Um, it's always been a Christmas thing for as long as I can remember. Same here. Exactly the same situation. I, I have no idea when I first saw it because I can't remember a time without it. Like It, 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 it lasts so long in my memory that I can I can remember watching the spooky moments and genuinely feeling a bit unnerved by it when i was young that's how far oh, yeah. back muppet christmas carol goes for me so the the creepy knocker and then the the ghosts of christmas yet to come um those those bits when i was a kid you know i i used to watch alien and, and predator and, and <laughs> shit like that and and and, and not have any negative reaction to it but muppet christmas carol oh boy that used to get my heart racing <laughs> 
I was going to say, you know, in between showing you Deliverance and The Exorcist and whatever, <laughs> yeah. your parents found time to show you The Muppet they, Christmas Carol. They found Carol. time to show me The Muppet Christmas Carol, yeah. Um, but now I used to find the knocker really scary. Yeah, it's a and creepy little thing, the, isn't it? The chains during the Marley and Marley and Marley. I was going to say Marley and me. <laughs> <laughs> We're Marley and me. Boo, I'm a Woof. dog. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the chains in the Molly and Molly song, when the they chains all come up and like chain him up, that used to terrify me as well. Yeah, there's there's an existential threat to to Christmas Carol. Remember, it is a ghost story, you know. Yes. Um, Perhaps the greatest ghost story ever told. No, I think you'll find that is the Exorcist Part Three. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, not the haunting. Uh, <laughs> I, I take it you mean the haunting from 1999 with Liam Neeson yes. and Owen Wilson. Of course. Uh, what other haunting is there? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a. I mean, have you ever read the book? Yes, I try to read it every year around Christmas time, which my dad does as well. My dad's an obsessive about a Christmas Carol, and I think he's seen every adaptation. Um, he's a big big fan. But yes, I've read it many times. See, I've not read it. I think because with the Muppet version, do you ever... Honestly, if you've seen the Muppet Christmas Carol, you don't need to have read no. it. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, the you Muppet version exists, it, I mean... and I've, I've, I've watched other adaptations, but whenever I've watched another adaptation, I'm like, I wish this had Gonzo in it. Yeah. None, none of them compare to the Muppet version, let's be honest here. It is actually worth reading because it's it's quite short as well. You know, you could sit down and read it in an hour or two, probably. Dick, Dickens but is it's... one of the the few classic authors that I actually tolerate reading. Most most of them I find long and boring because I yeah. I have no attention span, and I've had to spend too much of my life doing doing English degrees to actually have any enjoyment reading old people's works anymore. Um, but but Dickens is one that I can I can enjoy still. Um, so I do I do need to to go and read it at some point. But I mean, there, there, there's too many nonsense science fiction books for me to read at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how many Warhammer books are stacked up on your? your <laughs> well, yeah, time? I've got all of those to read. I do want to go and read the other Dune books at some point as well. Which oh, I mean, that's going to take me the rest of my life, I think. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so so at some point I'll get around to reading it. Yeah, it's it's worth you know you've got an hour or two spare. It's well worth it. But yeah, I appreciate Charles Dickens more the older I get. I always used to be like, oh yeah, he's just some old guy from the canon, whatever. I don't care. Boring period dramas, boring. But actually, once I properly sat down and read a Christmas Carol, I was like, actually, this is amazing. And then I sort of appreciate the social commentary of his work a bit more. I would like to read more of his stuff because I've only kind of dipped in and out. But I've seen so many BBC adaptations that I feel like I have a good grasp of it. I mean, yeah, the, if you've if you've watched a, an adaptation, you kind of know what's going on. I, I really like Great Expectations. I think that's a, a fantastic book. Um, yeah. But again, if you've seen an adaptation of it, you know you know what's happening. You don't read Charles Dickens for the for the beauty of the prose. You read it for the the story and the the imagery and the, and the allegory. And but there is some beautiful prose in A Christmas Carol. Like it starts with Marley was dead to begin with. The Marleys were it dead talks about... to begin with. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the Marleys. Find... Also, why would I read a book where there's only one Marley versus a movie where there's two Marleys and their where puppets? They literally made it two Marleys so they could make a joke about one of them being called Robert, i.e. Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, also you've got the the the... And and one thing that I do think is perfect. I mean, this is the perfect movie adaptation. Let's be honest. But I think yeah. one of the things that they did perfectly was every single Muppet they chose, um, is is perfect in the role that they're in. Yeah, they're they're perfect. They perfectly chosen each Muppet for the part. Um, including including splitting Marley into two was was a masterstroke because can you imagine any other Muppet filling the role of a singular Marley? No, I can't picture any of them. No, exactly, exactly. So you know, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, perfect casting. Yeah. Did Did you watch the Christmas Carol the other year? That, that no, came to the BBC? I did not. I, I think we flicked onto it at one point, and it was in a, a really bizarre scene that looked like something out of Dracula, and we were like, uh, "Yeah." It no. was. It was not very good. Um, you had. Um, it. It was. 
it was um written by Stephen Knight, wasn't it? Who's who's done some very good things. Um Who's Stephen Knight? So so he did lock the 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 Tom Hardy movie. Um, oh, right, he yeah. did Eastern Promises, which is a, a David Cronenberg film, um, and uh, has done things like Peaky Blinders, uh, Taboo, which is another Tom Hardy venture. Yes, that's right. Um, All stuff that I have no interest in. <laughs> Peaky Blinders is very good, I must say. I know it's not your cup of tea because it's about crime. and, and Co- you... He's from Birmingham. Yeah. I, I don't like crime. You've got that right. I hate crime. Anything with crime in, I'm like, nah. I yeah. don't want to see a crime exactly exactly um so um so, so yeah he he's a, he's a, he does a lot of great stuff but the tv series of um of 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 a christmas carol was truly awful i watched the first episode and gave up i think because they spent the majority of the first episodes just on stephen graham as jacob marley Oh, you okay. know the 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 Scouse actor. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Um, who who is is does not get on well with other people from Liverpool because he's constantly talking to the Sun newspaper in interviews. <laughs> it's just not endeared him to to people from his home city. Um, but he was not well cast as um no as 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 Jacob Marley, <laughs> and and the first episode spends a good like half hour on him in hell going oh blimey governor i shouldn't have been so bad when i was alive and 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 it's just like no get to get to fucking get to fucking scrooge get to fucking gonzo yeah that's what where's, we really where's rizzo the right it's been done this is the thing even you know someone should have tapped robert zemeckis on the shoulder and said mate i know you're into all this weird motion capture stuff right now but this ain't it the muppet christmas carol exists you know go and do something else go and do beowulf <laughs> <laughs> go and do Beowulf. Um, a Muppet version of Beowulf would also be incredible, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. That would actually be really cool. Um, I would, I would, I would adore a Muppet version of Beowulf. Who would, who would be Beowulf? Or maybe we, we have a obvious. I, I mean, we, we've got the. There, there is that perpetual question that comes up online. If you could do a Muppet version of any movie, mm. what would you choose? Um, but what would be your your Muppet movie? The Silmarillion. So, okay, so who would be played by Muppets and who would be played by humans in the film? I actually don't know any of the characters in it because I haven't read it. But it's... <laughs> or, 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 or shall we say Lord of the Rings then? Who would be a Muppet yeah. in Lord of the Rings? Um, that's, that's the thing. How do you, if it's got stuff like hobbits and elves and orcs, do you sort of cast those aside in favour of just casting the right Muppet for the right role? See, for me at least, I think that... The the Lord of the Rings is a fish out of water story. You've got Frodo Baggins in the Shire, so naturally, I'd say the hobbits should be played by real people, and everyone else should be a muppet. Yeah, because that's that's how it works. So like, there's always a real person or two. Yeah, so so Fozzy Wig as Gandalf, for instance, comes in with his with his with his fireworks. Waka waka. You shall not waka waka pass. Um, but then everyone else is a Muppet, I think, would be the best way to do it. Um, for me, I think Alien, where, oh, okay. where Ripley is human, but the rest of the crew and the alien are Muppets. And a little Kermit bursts out of her chest. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think, I think they, they do a bespoke xenomorph muppet but then the rest of the crew are played by various different um human uh various different other existing muppet characters so john hurt could be gonzo um, oh yeah uh kermit could be dallas for instance i think that would work well um so so yeah now that disney owns both the muppets and the alien franchise disney owns the alien franchise they do because it's it's done by fox I did not know that. So, um, so yeah, so the Alien movies now sit within the great Disney conglomerate, which means that the Alien Queen technically is a Disney princess. Oh yeah, I have um, heard that before. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Disney, come on! You've got both of these properties right here. Give us what we want—the Muppet Alien. <laughs> yeah, it's all just waiting to be waiting to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're done making crossover content with everything else you own. You'll, the most ambitious crossover event in history, <laughs> or the or Muppet Muppet Marvel, Muppet G- Marvel. Give us, give yeah. us Kermit the Frog as as Captain America. Yeah, Kermit America. 
um but yeah i i think you know um the muppet christmas carol like i said all of the muppets are perfectly cast in the roles that they've got um and also i i think you know we we can't go without saying that the 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 human actors are fantastic as well michael kane as scrooge Mm -hmm. no one is as good as scrooge as michael kane no he's he is my scrooge it's a bit like james bond isn't it kind of maybe the first scrooge you saw on screen if you liked it is your scrooge but yeah, he's my Scrooge. I mean, no, no one, no one can top Michael Caine in Scrooge, and you know, it's, it's something that's commonly said, but it is true: is that the beauty of this movie is Michael Caine acting straight-faced and serious against a cast of puppets. Yeah, um, and he went into it knowing that that was what he was going to do, and that was a hundred percent his intention. And you believe it a hundred percent, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it, it 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 completely immerses you in the same way that you know Muppet Treasure Island is another movie that I adore. Yeah, um, and and with that again, you've got the serious human element of it um, from Tim Curry as, as Long John Silver, who is who is wonderful, um, and then Kevin Bishop as as young Jim Jim Lad, um, where they 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 don't give a nod and a wink to the camera. They don't they don't go like ah yeah we're in a muppet adaptation what they do is they they act like it's a it's a normal adaptation (laughs) and yeah you've you've got the the silliness of it being a muppet movie but 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 what you want from those films and something that's kind of missing from some of the other muppet films i think is that they're a little bit too self-knowing yeah whereas whereas um the these these movies none of them are bad no, 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 no. The, the Muppet movies are great, but but these two movies take it seriously to the an extent that's really impressive, <laughs> and and they're incredibly funny. Muppet Christmas Carol is an incredibly funny movie, but yeah, it 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 matches the tone of what a Christmas Carol should be. And you you've hit there on the genius of the Muppets, which is that the humor is never about the fact that they're puppets, is it? No, it's no, just exactly. they're, they sort of exactly. happen to be there that's just what they are yeah it's what they're there but but it, but like you said the humor comes from uh you know some of the slapstick humor some of the witty dialogue good songs miss piggy just being inherently one of the funniest characters <laughs> ever um it's it's yeah it's, it's truly fantastic but also you know the 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 sets of this film are phenomenal um no no movie for me at least no movie is as evocative of that feeling of christmas as this um where it's smoky victorian london is just absolutely perfect and when you get those aerial shots the buildings are all sort of out of proportion because they used weird models yeah yeah exactly exactly but it but it all creates this big picture doesn't it um and and shout out to some of the other you know human actors and and voice actors um so you've got stephen mackintosh as 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 young nephew fred um, yeah who's, the who's... guy who looks like young robert webb <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> although uh, i i i believe he's older than robert webb um in, oh, really in real life well well bear in mind that muppet christmas carol came out in 1992 this is an old movie. oh yeah you're right um 30 but, uh, years ago almost yeah yeah um but yeah, yeah, Stephen McIntosh is he's had a very distinguished career. He's been in a lot of great stuff. He's uh um in Lock, Stock and Two's Making Barrels. Um, oh right. He's you know, those those, those I know you love those. Is he in those movies. kind of films? Well no, but he's also in um I will always remember him from Luther, the um uh the the, the Idris Elba Oh um, uh, yeah, I haven't mur- seen that murder mystery show. Um, he, he's fantastic in that, and he he plays this very important character in the early seasons of it. It's not about Martin Luther. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Um, but yeah, he he's had he's had a very distinguished career. Um, you also then have uh, Raymond Coulthard, who is perfectly cast as young Michael Caine. I might add. Um, yeah, it, it just looks like they cloned Michael Caine and 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 chucked him into this movie. Um, which and again, uh, like, you completely believe that, don't you? The the, yeah, the childhood yeah. flashback scenes. Nothing about those feels cheap either. It feels completely real, even though Sam the Eagle is there giving him life lessons. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, then you've got uh, yeah Jessica Fox, who's the voice of the uh, the the ghosts of Christmas past, um, has uh, been in Hollyoaks for a good fifteen years now. 
All right. um, and been in, been in various other things. Um, and then you've got uh, Robin Weaver as well, who's been in stuff like The Inbetweeners. I was going to say, best known as Simon's mum from The Inbetweeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But but they all they all do a really good job here, and they've all gone on to have, you know, good good careers. Um, yeah. And it's funny thinking, you know, the, the, what the early point or the earliest point in some of their careers is uh, in a movie with, with, with Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat as the main narrators. Yeah. It's, it's like the yeah. lamb, not the rat. <laughs> That's something that me and my dad always say to each other, just completely out of context. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Um, but, but yeah, I think, you know, the, the, when this movie was, was created, they, they, they managed to get everything right, didn't they? Um, you know, I I try not to be soppy and I try not to be, um, you know, look at things with rose-tinted glasses. But I think, you know, either my my nostalgia levels are through the roof here or yeah. this movie is genuinely one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> yeah, and my, my, I feel exactly the same way nostalgically. So maybe people are going to write in and tell us that we're wrong and that it's terrible. But you never hear anyone dissing this film, do you? No, no, I, but it hasn't been cancelled by BuzzFeed yet. No. <laughs> you haven't had a, a 15 reasons why Muppet Christmas Carol is the most overrated movie of all time. Yeah. Or, or, or 15 reasons why we should cancel Miss Piggy, that kind of thing. Um, she can't even tell her daughters apart. Yeah, She's a bad parent. She's a bad parent. We should have her daughters taken away from her. <laughs> um, that so, is the joke. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 and and you know it's it's one of those movies that seems to transcend just our generation as well so obviously this came out in 1992 i was four years old um and as was i as as we as were you and um it's it stuck with us all these years but also when you talk to younger people my big christmas carol is an essential part of their christmas watching as well this is something that has stood the test of time um and uh, i think that's that's really important and i i don't hear any young people talking about the robert zemeckis christmas carol when no talk about christmas carol movies <laughs> and what people watch when they were growing up muppet christmas carol is still top of the list of christmas carol adaptations yeah no one goes yeah i've got to watch that that robert zemeckis creepy jim carrey is it jim carrey it is jim carrey yeah, yeah who, who does a, he jim does a carrey. fine job but it's does he i um, haven't seen it. it it's it's fine yeah but um but it's just nowhere near this some people like the Polar Express, which is yeah, of the same, yeah, from the same um, director and the same weird motion capture stuff. Personally, I find it extremely creepy. And the yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol should be creepy, but isn't. You know, singing vegetables should be extremely <laughs> creepy, but somehow it's just totally delightful. Yeah, the the only time when it's creepy is is when it's trying to be creepy, when you see what was the obvious influence of... Um, of uh, J.K. Rowling writing the Dementors as the, as the ghost of Christmas. Uh, yeah, come. yeah. Um, you know, what was it? Was it the ring wraiths? Was it this? Was it someone hanging a bedsheet over her door? Who knows? <laughs> and going woo, woo. Um, before she created the most centrist dad fantasy series of all time um <laughs> wizard cop wizard cop harry potter i want to you, you know how we beat fascism by being centrists that's the message of of, of, of harry potter we, we we should never enact actual social change by by being centrists we can defeat true evil cheers guys that's that's a really great message that's definitely yeah. not wrong um tr- trust the wizard police Says, says Harry Wizard Potter. neoliberalism versus <laughs> yeah, wizard fascism. Yeah. Um, we saw, well, the trailer got released for the new Harry Potter film, the new Fantastic Beasts movie. Have you, have oh, you did watched it? that yet? No, I haven't, actually. I'm vaguely interested because it's so ingrained in me. I still I still love Harry Potter. I will still always have love for it. But yeah, all of the, the the older I get and the more she keeps tweeting bad things and the more you realise how kind of centrist dad it is in many ways, the more I kind of am turned off by stuff like this, but I will see it. I wonder if in this movie they'll properly reveal why wizards didn't stop the Holocaust. Yeah. Because that's, isn't that in the last one they were like, oh yeah, we, we, we should have done something about this or something similar to that. <laughs> um yeah you know i think if if you bring up things like that in your movie series about 
all-powerful humans who can click their fingers and change the course of history you need to give a good justification as to why they don't solve these huge historical crises and, and atrocities um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm intrigued about um, Mads Mikkelsen he's a great actor who is now playing the main wrongen yeah who I really like I think Mads Mikkelsen is great um, not many people could become Hannibal Lecter after Anthony Hopkins played him so well but Han- but his version of Hannibal from the TV series is amazing I don't know if you've seen the Hannibal TV show No I haven't It is very very good um yeah it's it's, it's a great show Um yeah I I'm not going to bother watching it but um I see that yeah people have been been talking about about more more Harry Potter I wonder if we're going to get inevitable more Harry Potter after these movies as well there's been talk of people so I think it was Chris Columbus who did a lot of the Harry Potter films and said he wants to do The Cursed Child which is the one that's on stage yeah. so that would probably make sense because he did the first two movies didn't he Chris Columbus Yeah. Um, I don't know if it, did he then come back to the series a bit later on as well I can't remember no I don't think he did I think Alfonso Cuaron did one or two and then David Yates did a few right okay yeah one of those guys said they wanted to do the cursed child and I can't remember which one it was but yeah it's um yeah that that that's intriguing then so we get we do actually get to see centrist dad Harry Potter yeah in a movie at some point I'm very excited about that you get to Talk- see him as an actual wizard cop Talk, talking about is his favourite band, the Wizard Stereophonics. <laughs> Who played at the Yule Ball one year about and how, bored everyone to sleep. About how he um he 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 went door to door supporting Wizard Keir Starmer. Um <laughs> who who is Wizard Keir Starmer in the Harry Potter universe? <laughs> Do we meet any proper wizard politicians? There's there's only ever really the Minister of Minister for Magic. Um who is a sort of bumbling, yeah, bumbling Tory backbencher type. Um, but who, who, so he reports into the Prime Minister, does he? Well, no, it's like he is the Prime Minister of the wizard world. He keeps in touch with the Prime Minister, but he is... They don't even mention whether there's elections. No, but the Harry Potter books go on over, what, seven years, eight years? Seven years. Seven years? Yeah. Are we supposed to believe the term limits for... Well, no, he gets ousted... Um, doesn't he? And then there's a guy who replaces him, and then he gets he gets either killed or put under the Imperious curse, and then replaced by like one of Voldemort's lackeys in the end. And then you don't know what happens after that because it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. There, there's nothing wrong with the structure of the wizard world with with little elf slaves. No, and it's all fine. It's everything's fine. <laughs> we, we 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 love our wizard cops that don't have to report to everybody. That that's what Harry Potter wants to do. Ergo, that's absolutely fine. Well, they called auras. Auras, yeah. yeah. Just just dirty Harry, but dirty Harry Potter. <laughs> dirty that's what Harry they are. Potter. <laughs> I'm seeing that now with Daniel Radcliffe in black and white holding a wand. You you got to be thinking to yourself: Did I fire off five? Uh, what's the not bad Expelliarmus curses or six? And do you feel lucky, elf? Well, do you, elf? That's what he'll say. <laughs> I was thinking Adava Kadavra, but he shouldn't be using that, should he? That's one of the no. bad curses. That's the it's an unforgivable one. curse. Yeah. <laughs> you get a, Much you... like the unforgivable curse of capitalism. <laughs> the unforgivable curse of voting in a socialist leader of the opposition. Yeah. That, that 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 that's another reason to go to Azkaban. <laughs> yep. Um. So basically, go and see the trailer for the new Fantastic Beasts. Film. Yeah, go watch it, everyone. This this episode. <laughs> There's sponsor- our plug for that. This episode sponsored by Milk Toast um, Fantasy Book Series. <laughs> but, but the one thing that's come up because obviously J.K. Rowling has been a wrong and again. Yes, um, unfortunately, which, so. which, which happens all the time, and every time it gets progressively worse. Um, but um, but this time, uh, I saw lots of people talking about how great Ursula Le Guin's books are, which is wonderful. Good. And I think more people should read. You know, for me at least, you know, I, I love the Harry Potter books when I was growing up, but there was always a niggle in the back of my mind because I'd read A Wizard of Earthsea before Harry Potter, right? Um, and I was always thinking, mm, it's not quite Earthsea, is it? It's not quite Ged. 
No. Um, didn't didn't have the sort of doesn't have thousands of different islands that you can go to. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think you know, as, as a little kid, grabbing onto the the sort of message of Earthsea, even though I didn't fully understand it, you know, I didn't understand the structure of how it was written and and, and why it was telling us what it told us. There was something about it that pulled you in and was like, oh yes, this this shadow form of yourself and and not wanting to to push beyond your means just to try and prove a point to other people and i because th- although it's aimed at kids the prose is quite lofty in parts it is it? yeah she, she's a she's a phenomenal writer Legrand. um it, there's a beauty to it and um and there's a there's a sort of um the the, the sort of message of the of of the books they're they're complex, but they're simple enough for people to to grasp, even if they don't really understand what it is. If they're reading it, I, I probably read them when I was too young. Um, yeah, because they are, you know, they they are quite complex for kids uh, at a young young age. But um, but there's still something about it that pulled me in and was like, okay, there's there's something important about these books, even if I don't quite understand what it is. Um, but um, but yeah, they're they're wonderful. So anyone who's got kids who's listening, uh, or if you just want to read some good fantasy books. That, that won't take you too long to read because they're all pretty short. Yeah. Um, the original Earthsea trilogy, I think, is, is up there as one of the best trilogies of fantasy novels around. Yeah, you can pick up a paperback that's got all of them in it for probably three quid. Yeah, yeah, you can you can you can grab that. And then there's there's later ones as well. Um which I've I've never read actually. I've never read anything beyond the original trilogy. Um I've got it sitting on my on my on my desk, the the fourth one and the fifth one. The one that I have is called the Earthsea Quartet, and that's a paperback of the first four. So, so that's got Tehanu as well. Yeah, Tehanu. Tehanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, so I've read those four, but I haven't read the fifth one. How how is Tehanu? Is it good? It's good in my recollection. Again, it's been twenty years since I read yeah. it, probably. But. Yeah, because I, I I had a, a hand me down extremely dog eared copy of the first three that I read when I was younger. Oh, that's lovely. Um, which yeah was was great and um, but yeah no I've I've been meaning to read the other ones as well so maybe that's something I'll do. I'll hand that down along with the VHS of them up at Christmas Carol that your kids <laughs> won't be able to play because <laughs> no one has any video players anymore. Yeah. Like, what is this brick? <laughs> this is what used to be a DVD, Daddy. What's a DVD? Is yeah. what a Blu-ray was. What's a Blu-ray? It stands for Dad's very good discs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what it stands for. I think we do still have a DVD of the Muppet Christmas Carol knocking around somewhere because my wife shows it to the children that she teaches at Christmas time and they have DVDs in the school. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Um, um but yeah, it's I we definitely had a VHS at one point that we would get out most years and and sit down and, and watch it together. And me, many me and my dad would quote all the lines and sing all the songs together and yeah, even from when I was really too small. And again, too small I think really to even understand half of the stuff, I think a lot of it went over my head. But as an introduction to the story of A Christmas Carol and a lot of those themes of Christmas, I think it really, really was perfect for me in that way. And I think a lot of people our age will have the same thing. And I hope that future generations can appreciate that too. I mean, I'm going to show it to my sons when you know when they're old enough and hopefully... They'll they'll feel the same. Maybe they'll just be like, "This is boring." <laughs> <But>. <laughs> no, I don't think they will. There's something just hypnotic about the Muppets, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so, so speaking of of um, of the of the songs, which is your, which your favourite songs? You know, it's actually a really really tough one because they all come at the perfect moment. This is the thing. Each song is perfect in its own way, so it's really really hard to choose. But the the one from the Ghost of Christmas Present mm, is probably yeah. the best one. That's the one that we put on our Christmas playlists. That's the ones that we've been singing to Eric and like putting on in the car and stuff. So probably that one. That's the most sort of cheesy but perfect message of Christmas being about love and stuff song, isn't it? Yeah, I I think you know that's completely right. It's a it's a wonderful Christmas song. 
Um, I do love uh, Scrooge. I will often sing when yeah. a cool wind blows, it chills you, chills, chills you to the bone. the bone. Just outside of Christmas time as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's perfect. Um, and I d- that is I, the first song in the film, isn't it? It is, yeah. 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 And that gives you a perfect introduction to it. Even if you've never seen The Muppets before, I think that gives you a bit of a flavour of what it's about and how it's going to be. Because it has all the singing vegetables and cheeses for us Mises. And it has so many of the Muppets, just like one little Muppet who you never see anywhere else, just in a window. And they're all that, that's where you see this whole cast and you're like, yeah, this is great. These guys, these puppets are really cool and interesting and fun. And I'm here for a good time. And can I just point out that Marley and Marley is an absolute bop. Yeah. If that was covered by like some heavy metal band, some new metal band, that would be that would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, our hearts were painted black. I mean, that fits in well with a lot of new metal bands, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it's got some got some proper metal lyrics. It's a, it's a wonderful song. Yeah, um, your future is a horror story written by your crime. Your chains are forged by what you say and do. Yeah. Uh, Again, so- I think a lot of that stuff went over my head when I was a kid, but I was terrified. So I wasn't really listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's brilliant. And and you know, I think um but I wasn't traumatized by it. Like I still think I knew that it was goofing, you know. You, yeah, that's the, the other yeah. thing of the Muppets you understand that it's it's goofy. Yeah, it's 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 got a it's got a silliness to it, doesn't it? Which which makes those those darker moments a little bit lighter. Um and and yeah. it moves on quick enough and and they're all there to give a moral message as well they're not there just to chill you they're made to make you think and i think as a as a as a message to 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 younger kids this is the soy boy beta cut christmas movie isn't it <laughs> as opposed to what die hard <laughs> die hard which is <laughs> die um, hard is a christmas film i'm a lad oh it's about it's about shooting people but it's at christmas time so it's a christmas movie football football um yeah but but you know it's a message of don't don't be greedy be nice to other people it's 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 a more quintessential christmas message than a lot of stuff i mean don't get me wrong i love jingle all the way and this message of rampant consumerism but it's this really gets to the heart of what christmas should be about and also what it means to be a good person yeah which is the most important thing it's it has a really strong moral message but at the same time even though it's pushing that all the time it doesn't feel like it's in your face does it no and that's partly due to the source text as well yeah it's probably less in your face than reading a dickens novel (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's about it um you know do do you think that that dominic raab doesn't show this to his family because it feels like it's 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 um it's media lovies destroying our youth he thinks it's too woke it's too woke it's it's telling people to give money to charity and be nice to the people that they work for and give them christmas off yeah and like give people dignity and stuff (laughs) it talks yeah when when scrooge says about letting people die so they can reduce the surplus population dominic rob stands up and starts clapping yeah no i bet you what happens is like his wife and kids are there watching it and he comes in and goes oh i love that ebenezer scrooge he's a fine figure of a man <laughs> oh i love this bit where he talks about shafting the poor and and then he goes off to do something else he's never actually seen the the end of, <laughs> of the Muppet christmas carol no he's he's too he's a very very busy man he's too busy get writing speeches about how everyone's woke now to actually sit down and watch a film with his kids <laughs> oh dear um but yeah i i think it's you know it's got a real core important message um that's good for kids to learn um so god bless you muppets everyone every one of you yeah um for 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 adapting such a great you know important text of history in a way that makes it instantly accessible for kids and doing it in such a fun way that stays with people for you know i i can't imagine a christmas where I, you know i'll be 80 years old and i'll be be watching muppet christmas carol on my on my musk net my <laughs> eyeballs that i've had implanted in your musk net eyeballs while zooming along the tesla track under the sea probably <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um, because we can't live above ground anymore because the air is too hot because of global warming. Yeah, but uh, I'm happy underground. We'll still have them up at Christmas Carol.
yeah, the NFT of of uh, my version came with a free NFT of Kermit. Oh yeah, yeah. The one thousand unique frog NFTs. I've got one. <laughs> Who wants one? Who wants one? All all it's done is taken up a mile of the rainforest square. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So oh, it's just such a good film, and the the romance in it. Actually, I did want to talk about. Because yes. there's um, the romance between Scrooge and Belle, who is his um, his lost love almost. They were going to get married, but he kept saying he didn't have enough money and he was investing and didn't his investments weren't growing in this sort of an Elon Musk type move <laughs> there. <laughs> but yeah, there's the, the young Scrooge who looks like a sort of perfect period drama guy, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's kind of just that, that one sad scene where they're sitting there in a kind of outdoors for some reason in a bleak wintry landscape when, and he just says um, that like, he says he loves her and she says you did once. And when I was a kid, that always used to feel like a dagger to the heart, didn't it? But apparently there was a song that she had at that point and that was cut from the film. Yes, and I was very confused when I watched this movie on DVD and it didn't have the boring sad song. Oh, see, I I don't remember seeing the boring sad song. So this was in at least one version of the UK video release. It was included in all of the early video releases in America. Right. Um, so it wasn't on the one we had. No. Um, and so um it's yeah so so i i i grew up with this on video and and listening to this very is like a sad ballad um sung by sung by bell um and um i was very confused when i when i first watched it on the dvd copy that we got when it wasn't there <laughs> like, yeah. what, is, what is this why, why why is this song not there and yeah apparently it was yeah it wasn't in the theatrical release um and then, yeah, isn't in subsequent releases of it. Yeah, so I, I haven't, I haven't actually seen or heard it. So I don't. I wonder if it was spoil it for me because it's not wasn't on the version that I loved as a kid. But I'm interested to hear about it. And why do you think they cut it? It does slow things down a little bit. Is it boring? Um, yeah, it's 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 a slow ballad. Um, so it doesn't really fit with the rest of it. It, it, it adds more weight to those scenes in in the past and watching it without those scenes it does feel as though that section feels a little bit rushed but i think that's just my historical memory of having this this extra song there um so there's room for it it's not a long film yeah it's it's only about 80 minutes um yeah so so apparently um so disney cut it because they thought the scene wouldn't appeal to young viewers um which I, i suppose you know this is a song about love in a movie about muppets and the only love that they wanted in the movie was between Miss Piggy and, and Kermit, apparently. Yeah. Um, but but yes, yeah, so, so kids hate love unless it's between so, a frog and a pig. Yeah. So it's so it's like a slow ballad. Um, so it does slow things down a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel like something's a bit missing when I watch it now. But apparently, it is available in the extras section on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Um, so you I can, can give it, find it. You there. can give it a watch without it ruining your end-to-end viewing of the movie. Um, if if that's not what you're what you're used to very good i would very much like to do that so yes yeah give it a go Um, yeah but yeah the romance between kermit and miss piggy is also very sort of cozy and lovely isn't it yeah yeah it works incredibly well again doesn't it and their whole family dynamic i think is is fantastic yep we got peter turning the flaming hot goose (laughs) yep exactly exactly um yeah bettina bettina and belinda as well i'm bettina belinda whatever it's it's yeah it's it's so funny that's the thing i probably know every single line of that film if you ask me to kind of like write it all down from the beginning i probably could but somehow yeah it just it just hits every time and i could watch it multiple times over a christmas as well yeah i mean i've watched it twice this christmas period already because i'd actually already watched it before you called this out as the next movie to watch for the podcast (laughs) and then thought well this gives me an excuse to watch it again and i will no doubt watch it again probably on christmas eve yeah and i hate the spider guy what the spider guy that guy Uh... creeps me the fuck out now as well (laughs) he's a he's a wrong he's a wrong yeah he's a proper wrong (laughs) nasty Oh dear. 
Um, but yeah, the, I've got a couple of bits of, of trivia for you as well. Um, so this is the first Muppet movie where Kermit wasn't the lead. Ah. Um, and also, you know, Miss Piggy doesn't appear in the movie until fifty-three minutes in. Yeah. So it is a bit of a it's a bit of a revolutionary Muppet movie, really. They took some risks with it. Um, one one more fun fact is that Greg Rosetsky, who was once the British number two tennis player, um, is at the back of the party scene during Scrooge, uh, Scrooge's flashback. <laughs> Why? I I have no idea, but yeah, he had a cameo in this movie. I'll have um, to look out for it. So yeah, the 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 number two to Tin Henman in British tennis <laughs> was uh, was was in Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, I don't know what he looks like, so I'll have to look up a picture of him. <laughs> You'll have to look up a picture of him and then find him in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it is. Oh, it's a, it's a classic, isn't it? It's a classic. This movie. It's it's a wonderful film for all ages. And you know, if you're one of those strange people who hates the Muppets, then you're probably not going to like it. But it, that, I think there's something here for absolutely everyone. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, even if it's not not your thing then it still has a wonderful message that anyone can get behind and anyone can enjoy and a lot of just fun goofing around whilst, you know, at its core, maintaining complete and utter faith to a work of classic literature. So it's it's just perfect in every way. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's not it's... long. You can watch it on a weeknight. On no, a school no. Night. Yeah, watch, watch it whenever you want. It's 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 wonderful. Um, yeah, one hundred percent worth watching. Yeah, uh, but apparently it wasn't that well received when it was released. Or the, uh, the reviews were kind of lukewarm, and there was other stuff going on. And people weren't that bothered, but it kind of had a slow burn. It got beaten at the box office by the awful Home Alone Two, your your favorite Christmas movie, the awful Home Alone Two, which I I do not like as well. You know, I'm not a fan of Home Alone Two. Uh, um, well, that's what next week's for. <laughs> um but uh but yeah it um yeah so it didn't do well there um but i think over time a bit like you know a lot of these these classic christmas movies it's it's gained a big following and people recognize it for the quality that it is um you know and it's uh it's it's wonderful yeah it's um, fantastic so go and watch it now yeah watch it right now find it somewhere um it's on disney plus it is it is on um it is on Disney Plus, and it's well worth watching. Um, just uh, just to point out, the Chicago Tribune critic Dave Kerr said this is a talky, plodding film that seems likely to bore children and adults in equal measure. Well, you were wrong, mate, weren't you? That could not be further from the truth. <laughs> I mean, that's that's completely completely wrong. But that that goes to show, you know, a, a lot of movies that don't go down well with critics, and and people sort of point to it as a modern thing. It's like critics are out of touch with audiences when 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 audiences like things like Suicide Squad or or the 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 Snyder uh, the butthole cut, de- yeah, the, the Snyder cut and things like that. But actually, it's been a long-standing thing where critics don't always agree with what. Um, with, with with what resonates with audiences, no, and, you like know, the Greatest Showman, example. for example. Yeah, the yeah. critics were all very very down on it, but it had this huge groundswell of fandom around it. People going to multiple showings and singing along and that kind of thing, and a lot of critics changed their tune. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Doesn't um, mean it's not a totally ridiculous film. But, <laughs> you know. Whereas whereas this uh, and and then this has a you know that this has become a, a quintessential christmas movie that, that everyone you know everyone watches and everyone loves um and so yeah it's uh it's 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 wonderful yeah and you know that's you know as as the film says wherever you find love it feels like christmas so if this is a film that you love then it's christmas to you yeah 100 percent. that is a very beautiful way of putting it and we listen to the songs sometimes in isolation and they're good too yeah, no, the, the the soundtrack is is brilliant as well. Yeah, it would still work without the songs, but the songs are wonderful as well. Perfect melodies, you know, really engaging and lovely, and just yeah, just great. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. So, is there anything else you want to say about Muppet Christmas Carol? No, I don't think so. Just that it's it's wonderful, and yeah, let's say it's my favorite Christmas film. Go on, let's do it. We can both. Let's have do it. it. Let's do it. I love it. I love this film. Um, so 
in terms of rating it, how many ghosts are you visited on Christmas Eve to teach you to not be an asshole? Well, it's going to be a long, going to be a long night for me. <laughs> <laughs> Every twenty minutes, they're turning up, going, "Don't be an asshole." Yeah, what are you doing? Stop that! Don't be an asshole, mate. <laughs> um, can we can we give this full marks? Is there any reason to mark it down? This. No. I'm trying to think of a reason to mark it down. Or is this going to be our first 20 out of 20? I think it's got to be our first 20 out of 20, doesn't it? There's nothing yeah. wrong with this movie. It's perfect. Yeah. Apart from that it's a Christmas film, so you can only watch it at Christmas. But Yeah, I mean, that's literally the... I mean... That doesn't seem gonna, fair to we're mark not gonna, it down for that, does it? We're not going to judge you if you if you watch it outside of Christmas time. No, of course not. If you If you want to do Christmas stuff when it's not Christmas, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, there it goes. 20 out of 20. A perfect yeah, and, film. And we found 20, it. 20 out of 20 for me as well. This has got the full the full score. It's only taken us nearly 250 episodes <laughs> to get to that point. And we'll probably <laughs> never never get there again. No, no, we we'll never will. This is it now. Um, every movie's going to be ranked against Muppet Christmas Carol and every movie's going to come up short because it doesn't have Kermit the Frog in it. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. So what have we got next then? Well, we've we've been mentioning this in the last few episodes, but we're going to do a Home Alone special, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. We're going to do Home Alone and Home Alone 2 as the main focus. And we recently watched the new one, Home Sweet Home Alone. So if you happen to watch that, we could talk about that as well. But I'll I'll mark that up as non-essential. Okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I, I find time to watch that as well. Cool. So that's that's going to be that's going to be great. And that'll yeah, that'll be out. Just in time for Christmas Day, hopefully. Oh, brilliant. Or on Christmas Day, because it's a Friday, isn't it, this year? It is a Friday, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a Saturday. Oh, is it a Saturday? Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, Christmas Eve, you can settle down, have a nice cup of hot chocolate, and listen to us talk about children brutally attacking adults. Yep. Men getting bricks in the face over and over. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of other lovely violent things. All right. Well, we hope you really, really enjoyed listening to the show, and we hope you enjoy the Muppet Christmas Carol. And if if you haven't seen it, please go and watch it right now. If you have seen it, then you go and watch it again, and hopefully, it will bring you some joy this this festive season. Yeah, go go, put it on, sing along, have a great time. All right. There's a link in our show notes to where you can give us money. You can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod or on the emails Big Boys Don't Cry Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, and we will be back next week to talk about Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And maybe Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Bye bye. All the Home Alones. <laughs> Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye.